1: Hi, I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis, and here with me today is
0: Pastor Jolly John Lukomsky, coming to you from New Athens, Illinois, of all places today.
1: And with this, you're listening to Wrestling Wrestling with with the with the the Basics.
0: Um, so, Matt, I got to do this real quick. I, I know you've got some important stuff to share with us in this strange Advent COVID season. I don't know if we've ever had an Advent COVID season before. I don't want to have one again. Uh, but I got to do this so I can take this off my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, every year I get this this Hallmark uh, calendar, the desk calendar, shoebox it's called. Sure. And, and it has these really silly, stupid things in there. Uh, and I figure if I use them on the radio show, I can take them off my taxes. It's a
1: tax write-off, huh? It's it's for, for professional write-off. purposes, is that it? Yeah,
0: for professional purposes. <laughs> I didn't buy this for my own amusement. I bought this for use on the radio.
1: Well, we're, we're glad we can help, John.
0: <laughs> so just, just a couple of them here. This one kind of took me. It's a little dated. This is actually one of the Halloween ones. But it has a picture of a guy that's obviously a vampire. He's got fangs. And it says you you really can't blame a vampire for having a bad hair day. Because of the whole mirror thing, <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, can't see I the reflection. Know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, how tough yeah. that would yeah. be as a
0: vampire. You can't tell. Is there something in my teeth? You, you can't tell.
1: It's would be don't... rough.
0: Okay, this never this thought second. of that. <laughs> no, I didn't either. That's why I love these things. It's not for the humor. It's for the insight. Matt. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like this. This one I pulled out a long time ago and just forgot to use it. Things I've learned a universal remote does not in fact allow you to control the universe <laughs>
1: <laughs> well like, so, like like you said though john these are not written for the humor
0: <laughs> oh, that's right that's right so yeah the universal remote Yep, yeah, that's not going to control the universe ah uh, here here's one uh bear hugs are better when they're given by humans <laughs>
1: That is safe to that one could save your life. It so. could be hang on to that one.
0: <laughs> all right, oh, wait, one more, one more. I could be more adventurous if there were more nap related adventures. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Take an so adventure every day around two o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's right,
0: we just need more nap related adventures. That's what <laughs> it would be. all right. Thank you, Hallmark, and yes, IRS. I will be deducting that. <laughs>
1: Fantastic, John. Uh, Well, I'm glad you're spending your retirement time wisely. (laughs) Oh,
0: And, you know, we're laughing, but we're laughing because we're sad. We're sad. You you have a really uh, important topic to deal with because this is going to be a different Advent. It was probably a different Thanksgiving for a lot of people. Uh, I know we wrestled with who we could get together with. Uh, what did you end up for doing for Thanksgiving? I know we're a couple of weeks past that now. Sure,
1: yeah, yeah. For Thanksgiving, we did two small groups. So we had um, just my my parents over Thanksgiving Day, and then we uh, met with my wife's parents uh, the Sunday after. So we didn't even get together with her sibling. We just uh, kept it really small, but still able to see family, still able to celebrate, still able to to give thanks to God. So that's the main thing uh, with worship. What we did. Uh, we typically, at Ascension, we have just a Thanksgiving Day worship service, and it's usually very well attended. Uh, but we did two worship services instead. So we did one the evening before and then one the morning of. Uh, so that worked out pretty well, trying to spread people out just a little more, uh, keep those numbers down a little bit. So to still come to the Lord's house for worship, but to do it in hopefully what was a safe way.
0: So what about Christmas, Matt? What are you guys going to be doing for Christmas? Uh, Because everybody I talk to says this is what's making them feel down and depressed. Because they will not be able to have the kind of Christmas celebration where the church is packed and everyone's singing at the top of their voices. And you've probably got Sunday school kids and choirs. Uh, uh, So what are you doing at Ascension?
1: You retired at the right time, John. Let me tell you. Uh, You
0: You're you're not the first person that's mentioned that. Yeah. I, I think that's probably true.
1: It's just the uncertainty of it all that makes it tough. We just don't know. I mean, as uh, you know, in our workplaces, we don't know, in our vocations, we don't know, but at church, we don't know either. Pastors don't know, Uh, but the Lord knows, right? He's, he's, we're in his hands. But uh, we do the best we can planning ahead. And at this point, at least, the plan is to have our normal Christmas Eve worship times. Um, So we typically have three services Christmas Eve, uh, four, six, and 11. And then we have one on Christmas morning at, at 10 a.m. So the plan is to, to sell those normal times, uh, but to limit the numbers of people. So we're, we're taking an extra step. Um, and we're asking folks to register for worship, which I know sounds crazy. And who would have thought we'd ever be doing that? But we're asking people to make a reservation uh, so we can keep the numbers to a certain level, uh, but then also we know who's coming. We've got their names, and in case someone would become infected, we can trace that and, and maybe help people out to alert them to that problem. Thankfully, we haven't had to to use that yet. That hasn't been an issue, thanks be to God, uh, but that's that's the plan at this point, and uh, just hopeful that we can gather together some in person. Uh, we weren't able to Easter, uh, but hopefully we can for, for Christmas. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, well, see, and we'll be we'll be doing a virtual Christmas Eve service uh, against okay. my family. Our, our plan is to we we always would get together on Christmas Eve, and our plan now is to just meet at my daughter's house, and we'll watch Pastor Bittner uh, on the on the television. And and we're glad that they offer that so that we can do that because yeah, it just. Uh, we've got a lot of health risks. Uh, my daughter, myself, uh, Lynn. Uh, you know, she's an old lady too, and uh, so we're just trying to be cautious. Uh, are you going to be able to do your your Christmas uh, uh, live nativity?
1: Oh yeah, so our live nativity. I think this would have been the fifth year, yeah. uh, fifth or sixth year, and that's a that's a big event. We've got a, probably yeah. over a thousand people that come to that, and it's kind of you know, it's it's a neat event. So, um, and it's become a big part of our congregation too. We all look forward to it. Uh, myself included. So, this year, I'm sad to say, no, it's not going to be the same. So, we're not having our, our live nativity, which is usually one night only, live animals. We've got a searchlight going, we've got uh, live music, um, people in costume, cookies, and hot chocolate. Uh, we pull out all the stops. Um, well, I think we could do it safely as a congregation with volunteers, but our bigger concern was the crowd of people who would be yeah, attending. I mean, yeah, there's no yeah. way we can manage that. And, no. and we don't want the live nativity to be a source of, of criticism or to detract from the Christmas message, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're doing is uh, for the whole month of December, uh, every night, we've got the stable set up. We've got uh, storyboards with the scripture verses set up. We've got a life-size silhouette set up, and we've got uh, a radio message playing as you drive by. Aww. So so for the whole month, we encourage people to drive by to still make that part of your Christmas celebration. We're in the St. Louis Hills neighborhood, which is um, infamous for having lots and lots of Christmas lights. So there's uh, people rent buses and drive through the streets of the neighborhoods just to look at the lights and then stop by Ted Drew's for some frozen custard. So uh, if you're our way, uh, yeah, swing by Ascension, check it out. And uh, you can make that a part of your Christmas celebration, uh, your Advent preparation uh, through the whole month of December. So now that's kind of the silver lining to it, John. You know that God's word is going to be shared. The birth of Christ is going to be shared, not just one night, but but for a whole month. And I'm, I'm sure we'll probably do that in the future, leading up to the actual day of the live nativity. We'll have that uh, silhouette display out. So, so
0: that's the one thing that I, I, I have noted. Uh, yeah. Lots of things have changed. And yet there's lots of additional things that we're doing. And I have to wonder if that isn't part of what this is all about. If it wasn't the Lord saying, you silly people, you could be doing this gospel every day on on the Internet. There could be people hearing you from all over the world. Why aren't you doing this? And and so that'll be a fruit of that. The fact that now we will have more of these things available online. And now, like you said, now you'll have this whole month of December with the Christmas display, of course, still next year uh, highlighting uh, uh, when you actually have the live nativity there.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, you bet. Yeah. New opportunities, I, new perspectives. You know, it, it is kind of funny. We almost forced to do it, right, John? Yeah. Uh, but but we, yeah, we are broadcasting our worship services and we've, and uh, Sunday morning Bible class. We've got people tuning in from Kansas and from. Uh, there's an individual Ed from Maryland's tuning in, and I think he may be a <laughs> listener.
0: I don't. If you listen know, to rest of the
1: nerd yeah, worldwide Camp yeah. so uh you know they, like you said there are opportunities and the, the lord can work good out of uh every situation and certainly you see that too uh as individuals in the pastor as well so uh that that's that's a good part too our initially where we were hit kind of hard too we have uh, kind of unique because we work with a number of refugees uh, in uh, our community yeah, yeah, here yeah. In, yeah hospitality industries. And those are the jobs that were the first ones to go. Restaurants, casinos, yeah. hotels. Uh, but they're back on their feet. And some have found employment other places because, boy, people are hiring right now, you know, yeah. depending on the industry. Um, so uh, things have kind of stabilized. But that initial uh, infection and hit back in March was was pretty rough. But hopefully, you know, in terms of just uh, having jobs, hopefully that's stabilized.
0: Well, I I just, the thought occurred to me, I I guess we're experiencing a little bit of what the people from Judah must have experienced when they were taken up in exile in Babylon. Because, you know, they had their celebrations, they had their Passovers, they had their uh, feast of the booths and stuff, and how hard it must have been to, to be off in exile and not be able to do those things. But of course, next year, to Jerusalem. Next year we'll be back. Next year we'll be doing all of these things. Uh, God bless us. God help us to do that. And now I've spent a lot of time taking up Time you wanted to talk about something. You wanted to talk about a, a very related subject. You've sure. been doing this whole wheel of, of health, and you wanted to talk about a particular kind of health today, right, Matt? Yeah,
1: like to, so we've been talking about this, this wellness wheel, how to have this wellness, and again, developed by our, our church body, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And looking at different aspects of it, we've looked at things like spiritual health and mental health. Uh, emotional health but today we're going to look relational health yeah uh, thanks relational health this week i want to take a little look at well maybe an obvious one physical health all right physical yeah. health and especially boy in the midst of pandemic how do we rightly as christian people with our baptismal identity at the center of our wellness connected to jesus how do we look at our physical health? What does that look like? So that that's what I want to take a little look, time to, to look at, because, boy, uh, you turn on the news and that's all you hear about is our yep. physical health right yep. now and uh, COVID and all those related issues. So what does the Bible have to say about this? What does God have to say about this? So, so, so
0: where where do you want us to go? Where so good. Go,
1: man? Well, I, I, I think I want us to eventually going to look at some Bible verses, including Psalm 139. Okay. okay. So be ready with that. But I, I want to look at first what not to do. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, how how not to look at your physical health, because I think not just during pandemics, but anytime. I think there's two extremes to be avoided, two ditches that we can perhaps fall into. And, and the one extreme is to think that our physical health, our bodies are unimportant. Okay. Ah, um, and the, yep, the, yep. the other extreme <laughs> is to think that our bodies, our physical health are all important. Okay. Um, both of them are problems. So first that our bodies, our physical health are unimportant. Um, yeah, um, I, I saw this video on YouTube not too long ago where there was this, um, this guy and, and just uh, where it was a one voice. If I'm, I'm trying to remember this right. There's one voice, but then there are different people um, speaking with this one voice. So it was a narrator, okay, a single narrator, but then it was different people, men and women and young and old that would lip sync, right? And, yeah. and you would hear the narrator's voice. and And the whole point of this video was, our, our bodies don't matter. What we look like on the outside doesn't matter. Our real self is on the inside. That's what matters. Mm. Okay. And, and the video even compared our, ourselves to a car that uh, I can get in one car, I can get in a, uh, the sports car, and then I can get out of that, get into a pickup truck, and, and in either vehicle, I'm still myself. That that car, that truck is just a shell, right? My real self is what's in that car. And, and that kind of makes sense. Well, that's pretty compelling, yeah. right? But then when you think about it, wait a second here, uh, our real self is not only our spirit, right, our, our, and our, our mind, but uh, our real self is also our bodies. Our, our bodies are also our real self too. Um, and that's important to recognize. Our bodies are not unimportant. Uh, and, and I think that that idea, as you know, John, um, that our bodies are unimportant, that's uh, that's that's nothing new, right? Um, no, no, Gnosticism, right? That that's been around for a while. Um, when and the Gnostics, as you know, uh, one of their teachings was this idea that uh, the human body is is basically bad and something that we need to set ourselves free from. So, anyway, any I don't know any thoughts on that. Have you run into that thought well, too? Well, about bodies and, are kind of bad or or really not a part of who we are.
0: Well, and, and see, the sad thing is, is is you see a lot of Christians who think that way, uh, that the body is just wicked and sinful, and and therefore you know we don't need to be concerned about physical earthly things. You know, it's all about the spirit. Uh, uh, and and what always intrigued me, if you go back to those philosophies, you, you could work it two ways. You could so so on the one hand, you you had the Epicureans who said, oh my God, then you can do anything you want, right? Drink, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. have sexual relations. God, we know it's all bad it's nothing the body isn't anything so do anything you want and then of course you had the other philosophers that said oh no no you must you don't play cards don't dance don't don't do anything physical you have to separate yourself from the physical world Uh, and as you're pointing out neither one of those is a christian understanding
1: (laughs) exactly
0: yeah because the heart of christianity is that jesus christ Took on a body, (laughs) and it was his body. It was not like anybody else's body, but it was very much a flesh and blood body, born of a woman, just like the rest of us.
1: Exactly, Uh, exactly. And this has this is we're not just talking philosophy here either. This has huge implications. You know, when we're talking about different. Well, transgendered issues and sexuality, when we're talking about even life issues and when does life begin? And uh, I mean, huge implications here. Um, So, yeah, I think, like you said, um, to realize our bodies are more than just a shell, more than just this vehicle that we're trapped in. And we see that, like you said, John, I think in the incarnation that Jesus takes on a human body, our human bodies are of value. And I think we also see it at, at creation, in our own conception, oh, yeah. as God yeah. creates us. So, so Psalm 139, that's where I want to go then. Okay. Is, if you could read verses 13 through 14.
0: For you, and that's referring to God, by the way, Yahweh, the Lord. For you, for my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well.
1: Yeah, our, our bodies are important. I mean, fearfully and wonderfully made, unique. Uh God has created us each uniquely. I've created me to be five feet ten inches tall with brown hair and brown eyes. I have a size 10 shoe. I'm right-handed. I'm nearsighted. I have now, a B positive. A second. Hold on, wait a Go second. Go ahead, wait. John.
0: What the hair? What are you talking about? Well, and then <laughs> are you talking about yourself there? It, it I've might, never seen any hair on your it, head.
1: It, it might be a, <laughs> it might be a less than full head of hair. Granted, John. <laughs> Thanks okay. for bringing that. Up. I thought I could get away on radio without mentioning that. <laughs>
0: But well, I just don't want people to get the false impression because bodies are important. And they say, well, that can't oh, yeah, be Matt yeah, Clark yeah, because yeah, he's supposed yeah. to have a big head of hair. I'm yeah. sorry, Matt. You go right ahead.
1: Thanks, John. I was on a roll there. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my point is just that we are each unique and we can all, all of us can lift off qualities like that. Uh, and and our, our bodies are not unimportant. Uh, You said sometimes even as as Christians we mess this up. Another place where I you know I've I've noticed that is uh, even as as pastors I think uh, one of my pet peeves and I probably shouldn't be worried about this but (laughs) one of my pet peeves is when you hear a pastor say something like uh, you know we have two hundred souls at our church Uh, you know they're talking about their members and people that come to worship and that's that's not a wrong statement right but uh but but you also have 200 bodies at your church <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that just that recognizing that even when we come to worship we come in body and spirit and the lord cares for us in body and spirit he gives us our daily bread he even in the sacraments our water is applied to our bodies uh, in, in the lord's supper we take and eat in our mouths of jesus body and blood so i i i just again i think we need to just emphasize that bodies are not unimportant super important and uh, to recognize that uh, as a church and recognize that as individuals too
0: so 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 here's the thing matt if bodies weren't important the story would be that jesus died on the cross for our sins and then uh, spirit jesus arose right and the body was still in the tomb because the body wasn't important the body's not crucial yeah. But, but of course, that's not what happens in the resurrection. The the Bible bends over backwards to point out this is not spirit Jesus. This is bodily Jesus with the same wounds in his hands and his feet. You can hold him. You can eat breakfast with him. You can have lunch and supper, uh, which, of course, are very much. And you know what? See, that's why I like bodies because I like eating. I like doing that stuff. I like doing bodily stuff. So I'm glad to know that bodies are important. We're going to have bodies. And it's also nice to know that, yeah, when we see you in heaven, we will recognize you in your body. We'll say, there's Matt. He doesn't have the hair he claimed he had. (laughs) But we knew that.
1: Here we go again. Here we go again. No, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. I love that resurrection point. That Jesus rose bodily. Our bodies are important. so... Uh, anyway, the, the other extreme, of course, is uh, to think that our bodies are all important. Yeah. And I think uh, we see that, oh my goodness, with modern medicine, that's, that's such a temptation. I mean, even before COVID, I looked up the numbers. Um, w- U.S. spent approximately $3.5 a year uh, just on, on health expenditures. Mm. That's 18% of our GDP, which is uh, more than twice the average of any other developed nation. So, I mean, we in America, my goodness, and there's lots of reasons for why that number is so high, right? And we gonna have to get into that. But uh, sometimes health can almost become an idol, that avoiding sickness becomes the most important thing in our lives. Now, I'm not saying it's 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 bad to stay home, right, because of COVID. I'm no, not saying it's no. bad to wear a mask. That's a good thing. But But even still, even with COVID, um, COVID isn't God. <laughs> Our hope isn't in staying well and COVID free. Our hope is in Christ Jesus. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what? Fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Don't fear COVID more than you fear God. Uh, so uh, that that's something to keep in mind, too. It's not all important. And just one other quick comment on that. Um to, to see our good health and our health our physical bodies as a as a means to a greater end you know we're, we're not healthy just for the sake of me being healthy and me avoiding the hospital and me avoiding pain and fever now those are good things to avoid right but but I, my health is not just for myself but for my neighbor right for my neighbor um, you know, there's a story that this one one uh, doctor told actually he was on a bike trail and there was bikers whizzing by, and then there was a, a dad who was, you know, uh, really struggling to pedal because he's he has one of those cart, you know, those little carriers in the back where you put your kid, maybe. Huh? And he looked in there, and he didn't have a, a young child in there. It wasn't a toddler. It was a uh, a nine or ten year old with cerebral palsy.
0: Aww. And
1: you know that dad is is pedaling his little heart out, uh, yeah. and he's using his physical health not just for himself, but for his, his son that he's he's pulling, right? And I think that's just a, uh, an example of, of all of us, that we don't have good health just for the sake of ourselves, but for the sake of our neighbor, to show love and care for others too, uh, and to keep, keep that into perspective as well. Yeah. And
0: and and I would add to that story too. See the, the the little boy with cerebral palsy, you know it's oh well I guess God doesn't love that little boy. I you know He put this no no no. See that's the thing. God God loves hey, He loves the arthritic you. He loves uh, the the you that is wrestling with cerebral palsy. He he loves the uh, you that that has the heart disease. He loves you that that has the cancer. No no these these bodily frailties that has nothing to do with the love of God. Uh, which of course brings us back to the resurrection where we will all finally be restored to the bodies that the Lord wanted us to have. But yeah. no, you can't make any judgments about sickness and health in terms of your you relationship with the Lord. But as you said, no, no, we just whatever we have physically and our bodies, let us use them to serve our neighbor. That's a that's a, a very, very important point.
1: So uh, just to to wrap up here, John, where our time grows short, but our our physical health, our bodies, not unimportant, okay? They are important, but not all important either. So instead, I think that that right understanding is that they're a gift from God, okay? And and just simply that our our physical health, our bodies are a gift from God. And, And... to to point out i think the physical aspect of our salvation being one for us i think that's interesting we've we've done that a little bit already in our talk but just that jesus took on a physical body when he was conceived even in mary's womb that that jesus when he announced the kingdom of god is here he would heal the lame and the deaf and even raise the dead he had a concern for people's physical health he physically died on a cross right nailed to the cross he physically as you said john rose from the dead he physically bodily ascended into heaven and one day he's going to physically bodily come back to raise our bodies. Um, so again and again we see just the importance of the physical body even in our salvation being one for us in Jesus Christ and uh, again the last day when these bodies will be raised. So hopefully that that helps a little. not all important, not unimportant but but our bodies are a gift from God and redeemed by Christ Jesus. So hopefully that helps to keep things in perspective uh, during this time of COVID in particular.
0: Thank you, Matt, for sharing that with us. This has been Wrestling Wrestling With with The Basics.
1: Basics.